Let's talk about first world problems. I just ordered myself a Valentine's Day present. It, uh, it would be a Christmas present, but, you know, with today's delivery times, uh, it'll likely be a Valentine's Day present. I currently own four high-end self-winding watches, a Rolex, an Omega, a Gerard Perigo, and a Balmain Messier. But I generally wear my $200 Garmin fitness tracker. Since I don't wear the fancy watches much, they don't stay wound, and they stop running. I've had to take that Gerard Perigo in three times in the last year for repairs. The third time, the jeweler finally said, it just needs to be worn, and he didn't charge me a dime. So, for the last week or so, I've been rotating wearing my fancy watches and only wearing the Garmin if I ride my recumbent tricycle. Since I seldom dress up anymore, a Rolex uh, or an Omega is a bit of an overkill with a pair of blue jeans. But I gotta wear them to wind them. Ergo, buy a watch winder so I don't have to wear the watches to keep them wound. Now that's what we call a real first world problem. Now I'm starting to feel a little guilty over what seems to be excess. But I don't have any hobbies other than riding my trike. I've long ago given up photography, never really played golf, and quit drinking expensive wine. I no longer buy Brooks Brothers suits or silk ties, but I do like nice watches. Even more than nice watches, I like bargains. And I like bargains that appreciate as I appreciate them. Now, wife Annette loves antique stores. Whenever she stops to shop in one, I head for the jewelry counter to look for hidden watch gems. I found my Balme Mercier 25 years ago in a roadside Florida antique mall. It was sitting right there in a glass top case with costume jewelry and a little cardboard sign that said, It runs! The price tag, a hundred bucks. The lovely gold Swiss watch sat on a $10 beat-up old Timex wristband. I asked to see it. I picked it up, shook it. Sure enough, it ran. A Benjamin crossed the counter, and I walked out with my prize. When I got home, I walked into Belleville's last surviving downtown jeweler, Blankert's, and bought a brown alligator leather band, which transformed Cinderella into the beauty she is. The story of my Omega is much the same. Annette and I walked into a used record store in Springfield, Illinois. The store also had old southwestern jewelry, battered musical instruments, and a host of other flotsam and jetsam. Perusing the watch section of the junk pieces that mostly sat there, I spotted the Greek symbol for Omega, which serves as the watch brand's trademark. Just as in the Florida shop, the beauty was shoddily clad in a cheap expansion wristband. I asked to see it. Price tag? $200. I gently shook it back and forth. The second hand began its sweep. I casually handed it back to the clerk and walked away. Periodically glancing over my shoulder at the jewelry counter to ensure no one else had spotted the treasure, I strolled the store, 
occasionally picking up an item. I returned to the counter, asked the clerk to see the watch again. Yeah, the second hand still swept past the gold Greek letter Omega. I'll give you a hundred bucks for it, I said. I'll have to check with the boss, came the reply. After an aside with the boss. Okay, he'll take a hundred for it. Not believing my luck, I passed over five twenties and then a ten to cover the sales tax and pocketed the watch. Annette bemusedly watched as I calmly walked away from the store and once safely past the window, broke into a dance. She pays about as much attention to wristwatches as she does to cars, which is to say, not at all. So she didn't quite share my excitement at picking up a gold Omega for a hundred bucks. Once back in Belleville, I again strolled into Blankert's jewelry store for a new watch band. The black alligator leather sets off the gold quite nicely. In fact, I'm wearing it right now. After a quick Google search, it appears that $100 watch is now, give or take, $3,000. As for the Gerard Perigo, I picked it up in the estate jewelry section at Blankert's while I was in there getting a new battery put in my $30 running watch. Mr. Blankert had a much better idea of its worth than the antique dealers. Even so, he had clearance priced at $300 with, guess what, another junk band on it. I didn't bother to bargain with him. I took it for $300 and gladly paid for another alligator leather band. Even at full asking price and the cost of the new band, it's a bargain compared to the $2,500 asking price for one on eBay today. Even slimmer than the Omega, that gold Gerard Perigo silently proclaims elegance under the starched white shirts I no longer wear. As for the birthday present Rolex, purchased more than 30 years ago, it's tripled in value even though I wore it daily until the garment. And the Christmas present Rolex tank watch from the 1930s, which isn't a self-winding automatic, so I don't have to put it on the winding machine, has likewise soared in value since Christmas a few years ago when my wife bought it from her cousin, Ace the pawnbroker. What the heck? A watch winder's just a way to protect my investment. Likely a wiser purchase than another watch. But I sure do like those vintage Omega Speedmasters. You've been listening to Reflections from the River with Bill Enyard. You can email me at bill, that's B-I-L-L, at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T dot com. Thanks for listening today. (laughs) 